Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Well, since he took office two years ago, almost exactly, we cannot tell you how many stories we've had to do about the Los Angeles County District Attorney, George Gascon. Of course, recall attempts have been made so far to no avail, although the story this week is that uh, recall backers are still digging through signatures to see what they can find out when uh, the L.A. County Registrar voters denied them a recall effort despite a huge amount of signatures turned in to put this on the ballot. The latest chapter comes to us from Fox News reporter Bill Malusian concerning uh, directives involving a specific class of criminals that come before the L.A. County District Attorney's Office. Now the prosecutors, wait for this, are going to have to weigh the effects of their charges regarding the immigration status of suspects. And if the charges might lead to the suspects getting deported by the federal government, perhaps they should be sent to diversion programs instead. So they don't end up in the criminal system so that the feds might be aware of them or something uh, like that? Or? You know, let's get Eric Sadal on, the vice president of the Association for Deputy District Attorneys of Los Angeles. And uh, maybe he can explain this. Uh, Eric, how are you? Well, this is the second uh, year anniversary of uh, George Gascon's reign. So not too great. But um, thank you guys for having me. Well, he, he celebrated it. with a bombshell today. Uh, so what happens if an illegal alien is arrested um, and they're going to avoid giving him criminal enhancements uh, on some felony charge? What is Gascon now proposing? If you could explain it so the average person can understand. Well, I, I think the best way of thinking about it is that this is like a woke arms race. You know, he's just trying to outdo every single person Every woke person in America, he's trying to out-progressive every progressive policy that we've ever had. And, you know, as, as Angelinos probably know, since like the late 1970s, L.A. has had some pretty progressive policies to protect immigrants. And we did that really for public safety reasons, right? We wanted, we wanted witnesses to come forward. We wanted witnesses to cooperate with law enforcement. We wanted witnesses to... Uh, cooperate with the district attorney's office. And so we had all these policies and laws to try to encourage that. Well, George Gascon has decided that those laws are not enough. Now he wants to protect the criminals. So what he's done is he's created a two-tier system of justice. That If you are a criminal defendant and you've committed a, an offense, for example, let's say you were using a gun, you should get better treatment than someone who is here legally who used a gun. Because if you use a gun, crime becomes a violent crime, and he doesn't want you deported because of that. So, like I said, this is, this is like a woke arms race. You know, how, how much further can you go? And every single time it 
He goes further, it just gets more so, and more ridiculous. So if he, if he charges the illegal immigrant for committing a crime and using a gun, that increases the likelihood that the illegal immigrant gets deported by the federal government. So if he refuses, if he gives them a break and doesn't charge the enhancement, then maybe this guy doesn't get deported. Right, because a gun use can change certain types of felonies that are not violent or serious felonies and make them violent, right? Because I think we all can you know, see the logic of that, right? You use a gun, you're, you're committing a violent offense. And so what he's going to do is he's going to give them a break by saying we're not going to charge that enhancement so that you don't get deported. Now, this, uh, is, a, this, is, a, this is a break that an American citizen committing the same crime might not get. Yeah, like I said, this is a two-tier system of justice. You know, one I think a, a basic American value that everyone has, whether you know you come here as an immigrant or whether you were born here or whether you naturalized here, I think we all kind of have this idea of an evil, even level playing field, right? We want everyone to be treated the same under the law, and this policy basically says that's not what we're going to do. We're going to give preferences to people who are here illegally. We're going to give them a break, even if they are committing a violent crime. Well, isn't this an incentive to commit a worse crime? Because now you know you're not going to get the gun enhancement charge. Look, I think it's it's an incentive, but it's it's just violates our basic values, right? Like our value system doesn't say that we treat people differently. Because of their immigration status. Is that legal? Yeah, I was going to say, can, can't this be challenged? This sounds like it's unequal treatment before the law here. Well, I, I would imagine that certain defendants are going to be uh, contesting this and saying, well, if you're going to treat, you know, person without papers differently, or then you should treat me the same way, right? I mean, it's equal protection. It's, it's a basic yeah, principle I, of American jurisprudence. Well, you know Gasco, and then he won't prosecute anybody. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, again, this is this is one of those things where, you know, it's driven by ideology. And we've said this time and time again, right? His his ideology drives uh, policy. It's not what's good. It's not what's practical. It's not what, what works. It's what is ideologically consistent with him and his supporters. But this is this is cult like beliefs. This has no relation to what to reality and what the public needs. The public needs a felon who's used a gun to be put away in prison. They don't need this complicated woke ideology here because that means he runs free and doesn't get deported. And it also means he's not being treated according to how he should be actually, or he's not being held accountable for his actions, right? I mean, that's yeah. basic, that, that is what, what we have to do. We, have to, we always should be treating people equally under the law. That is what we stand for as a society and we should never say because of your status you're going to get better treatment under the law it's how is it you show up on the radar of the federal government for possible deportation is it felonies or certain felonies or how is it that they would be aware and possibly make a move to deport you after you've served your uh, your career your, your your sentence so in california only certain types of very violent felonies can be reported um and that was a law that was drafted, I think it was like um, five years ago. Um, so it has to be a serious violent felony like rape, mayhem, murder, those types of felonies. 
then we're allowed to report those to the to the federal government. And I guess what Gascon's people would like to do is make sure they don't charge those type of felonies so these people don't end up on the federal government radar. It seems like that's... And even this talk in here about uh, they want to find alternative uh, means of prosecuting them, it's very... Well, uh, these, these phony diversion programs. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's, it's basically that if you call up early and get your lawyer to lobby for you, you can be diverted or you can even have the case not charged appropriately. So... Again, we're treating similarly situated people differently, and that's that's not what we're about. By the way, what are they diverted into? There's this phrase is always used. It's so vague, nobody ever explains what right. happens. Alternatives when, to prison, right? Yeah, well, what, what is it exactly? I don't think anyone really knows. I think they they <laughs> use these buzzwords, and then there's no follow through. Uh, so it's just it's just a phrase. There's no place. The criminal has to go to. No, they go to a program where they work with you to rehabilitate you. Yeah, program again, like more vague words. Program where they sit in a circle and they learn that you know they're taught that guns are are bad and you shouldn't use them and (laughs) you didn't commit drive-by shootings. How is morale these days within uh, the deputy ranks? (laughs) You know, I think it's it's. uh, I think our deputies are pretty motivated to continue doing the work. On behalf of the people, um, you know, despite these ridiculous policies, despite uh, the administration, our DAs are showing up every day to court to do the people's work. Um, but it's, you know, it's frustrating when your management is actively working against you and actively working against public safety issues. It, it's, it's frustrating. We got to wait two more years probably to get rid of this guy unless some other recall comes along that succeeds. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's going to be a long, it's already been a long two years. You know, today is the anniversary, December 7th of him taking office. Yeah. This in Pearl Harbor day. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a long two years. I, you know, and I think that's, it's, it's been draining to have to fight. You know, it's one thing to fight defense lawyers. It's one thing to be arguing, and try to advance your case before a judge or a jury. But, you know, we're fighting it on all fronts, and the administration has not been helpful at all. I mean, they've reversed themselves on certain things, but, you know, they'll only reverse themselves on major cases that get a lot of media. So, again, you know, we have a two-tier system of justice. We have media cases getting a lot of attention by the administration, higher charges, gun enhancements, and then we have non-media cases, and they're treated like garbage. All right, Eric, thank you very much for coming on. It's so well, thank difficult. It's always under it. circumstances like this. It's in shock. Yeah. Yeah, Eric Sadal is vice president. We'll, we'll actually be able to talk about something positive. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I was hoping that would be the recall, but not yet. Eric Sadal is vice president of the Association for Deputy DAs. Thanks for coming on. And again, it's a new directive from L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon telling his prosecutors to weigh charging decisions based on the immigration status of suspects. And if charging them could lead to possible deportation, they should try to find alternatives. We're not kidding. This is a directive, a new directive.
John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Well, we take you to San Francisco now for a couple of stories. We had reported last week that the San Francisco Board of Supervisors voted to allow police to use robots with explosives. The robots would be armed with explosives. The police chief and the police officials who testified before the board were saying this could help in certain hostage situations or maybe if you have a mass shooter who's hard to get to because they barricaded themselves in or, or other people could be at risk and we can send in the robot to possibly um, set yeah. off an explosive device. This upset the wieners. I don't know why. Well, Wiener, yeah. Wieners that was, revolted. It was an initial vote to authorize the use uh, and they're not really killer robots. Well, they would be killer robots, but they don't have guns. They would have these explosives. So they, what they were supposed to do yesterday was simply approve their initial vote. This is what a lot of government bodies do. They, they vote for something. But it's not a final vote. We'll come back in a week and then we'll consider during the week, you know, the comment. And then we'll decide whether or not we're going to go forward with the measure. Well, they reversed themselves. They voted eight to three to prohibit police from using remote-controlled oh, robots they, with they, lethal force. They heard it from the Wokals. So oh, they got the they, blowback. Yeah, San Francisco, the, of all places, and, how could you do this? And, and they don't have the courage to tell the Wokals to go stick it. They did Be, not. Because this they a, ran because there were threats that this was going to go on the ballot. But this is, a, this is a, a, a good way to keep the police from getting killed in these situations. But the Wokals don't care about that. They'd rather the police get shot. Yeah. Well, I guess in a city where they've already recalled members of the school board for completely different reasons, I guess some of these supervisors were scared. Oh, no, they're going to start a recall against us. We better change our position. And, and they did. Now, meanwhile, Elon Musk, of course, now owns Twitter, so he can post anything he wants to to Twitter, uh, came up in the news today. San Francisco's Department of Building Inspection is investigating a complaint that Twitter in their headquarters in that city, created makeshift bedrooms. Uh, as you know, so <laughs> Musk put out a... Well, he, uh, he wants uh, him to work... Uh, a directive that everybody has to work really hard and really long. Like 16-hour like, you know, days. He wants them working 80, 85 hours a week. So, uh, you know, some people probably said, well, okay, but I, I want to be able to sleep there. Forbes apparently reported that multiple rooms in Twitter's offices were being converted into sleeping spaces, described as modest bedrooms featuring unmade mattresses, drab curtains, and giant conference room telepresence monitors. There were reports that a couple of fatigued employees were actually just lying down on the floor with a pillow. So I guess to accommodate them so they could keep working, they gave them a nap space, so to speak. That's common in entrepreneurial startups, like in the tech industry, where where people are, are... insanely focused uh, and 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 they do work around the clock and they do sleep in in their offices or on the oh, floor yeah. they just do that that's the culture they're, right because they're, they're usually, driven to yeah. come up with whatever it is they need to come up with to improve their business and they're really young and they get paid well and they don't care so well, why is this the government's business here the complaint was sent on twitter to san francisco's 311 service Oh, this is. You know what? This so is, somebody read the story in Forbes and just sent a complaint in. Well, it's probably an angry woke hole who's upset that Musk bought Twitter and oh, yeah. changed changed the rules. Sick uh, the authorities after him. Yeah. The, uh, 
Patrick Hannon, a spokesman for the department, said we need to make sure the building is being used as intended. There are different building code requirements for residential buildings, including those being used for short-term stays. These codes make sure people are using spaces safely. (laughs) It didn't take long for Musk to respond, writing on Twitter. So, City of San Francisco attacks companies providing beds for tired employees instead of making sure kids are safe from fentanyl. Where are your priorities? And apparently he tagged that, John, with that story we did last week with a toddler mm-hmm. ingested fentanyl at that park and in almost San died. And almost died. No, but right. Elon Musk provides a few mattresses for the employees who are working 16 hours a day, and that gets a government response. That'll get inspectors, right? The building inspector. But is little up. little little babies inhaling uh, fentanyl at the park doesn't get anything. Right. So let's compare how safe it is to sleep in a little bedroom at the Twitter headquarters versus what you find in those parks between needles and drugs and children wandering around. But that's just not a priority, right? Right. We have to go after the big guy that everybody hates right now, Musk. That's so stupid. I, there's no violation anyway because nobody's living there. It's just there's a bed in an office that yes. doesn't turn it into a bedroom. In fact, tech companies call them nap pods. Yeah. And that a lot of tech companies have them. I've seen them in shopping malls. I guess if shoppers are fatigued, you can go into a nap pod for a, you put some money in there and you go in the pod. Have you seen those? It's kind of funny looking. Not going into a public nap pod. Nah, they they say they clean it after each use. Oh, sure they they do. You go in there with a black light. Um, uh, Musk used to sleep at work. He said uh, he'd sleep on the floor uh, at at the Fremont Tesla plant. I believe it to get where he got in life. He uh, says, the reason I sleep on the floor... Uh, it was not because I could go across the road and be at a hotel. I wanted my circumstance to be worse than anyone else at the company on purpose. In other words, if I'm sleeping on the floor and working all day and night, then uh, you know I'm not getting special treatment here. So now apparently they're going to be subject to a site inspection. The Department of Building is going to send out an inspector to look yeah, at uh, so then just clean up the bedroom, make it look like another office. So it's stupid. They have that, to inform that, you. That, that is more like Soviet. Nanny state harassment is what that is. <laughs> all, all the all the woke heads are are turning on on Musk and they're angry with him because he's allowing everybody to uh, express their opinions on Twitter and they don't like that. Yeah, you know, we get more and more of these stories about the imbalance. We just covered the one with the LA County DA, which is now going to give preferential treatment to people who face deportation issues and crimes charged against them. We've often talked about this before, that the homeless are often left alone because, you know, they're poor and destitute. And uh, mm-hmm. why bother them for littering and, yeah. and making a mess out of everything? All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. We get a nice creature story, animal, I guess you could call a it. A nice tortoise story. Yeah, a 190-year-old tortoise on a place called St. Helena's Island. 190 years old. Jonathan is his name. Loved that story. He likes boys and girls. Yes. <laughs> we're going to continue talking about Elon Musk, but it is about Neuralink. So do you know where this is going? Uh, he's trying to develop... Uh... Well, I was asking her, but... 
No, I do not know where you this don't is know going. what Neuralink no, is. No, you don't, because this no. came up the other day, and no. you Neuralink is developing a brain implant. It hopes it will help paralyze people oh, walk yes, again. Yes, 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 yes. We talked about that. Yes, and cure other neurological ailments. Well, there is now a federal investigation for potential animal welfare violations, and now Deborah Mark, we can give you the toll: fifteen hundred animals have died. Fifteen hundred. Oh, you want to hear the God. breakout? More than 280 sheeps, pigs, and monkeys. They've been doing experiments since 2018. Reuters News Service has gotten a look at some of the internal records. And the Animal Welfare Act is the reason that federal prosecutors are looking at the case. Some insiders are saying that they're just going too fast. And the pressure from above is they want to get this Neuralink thing into human trials and onto the market sooner rather than later which according to some, can't believe everything, but uh, is resulting in unnecessary uh, torture and deaths. Well, because using animals, even if it results in their death, is not illegal for uh, science experiments or uh, industrial product development. Right, but there are guidelines you have to adhere to it's and you're not, not supposed okay. to torture but but could this be uh you know animal rights uh, woke people just uh, grossly exaggerating to get it musk yeah or just to i find it really suspicious these these experiments are going on since 2018 now he buys twitter and he's getting everything from uh his his nap rooms investigated now suddenly they're into Neuralink. <laughs> well where have they been for the last five years Well, this was done with interviews with more than 20 current and former employees, as well as dozens of Neuralink documents. And here's what's being alleged. Because they're going so fast, a lot of experiments and tests are failing. So they immediately repeat it and, yeah, more animals die. Yeah, which that is so unfair. Deborah Mark wants it to be perfect. Just use one animal. And, well, yeah, and, you know, I mean, and there's a pro- obviously there's a problem here. He's going too fast, so he's like, okay, that animal. Okay, no, next, next, next. Yes, next, they're okay. not treating the animals like they're living things right. and just another failed uh, lab experiment and just throw, them, throw them off the table into the trash and bring right. them to the next animal. No, that's kind of the allegation here that they're that they're going too fast and it's resulting in too many failed tests. Well, what's so the acceptable animals- number of animal deaths then? Zero. <laughs> you can't have zero. I told this you is there go- has to be another way. We have to find well, what is another the other way? way. I don't know. I told you. Ha- see if there are people. You you brought this up when we talked uh-huh. about this last, right? Maybe people that are you know that are dying mm-hmm. and want to do something good in their last days. Mm-hmm. See if they want to be experimented on. Have I mean, a chip I'm sh- putting their head. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I just, I, I just, I understand. I do believe it or not. I do understand the concept of animal testing. I understand that's how we have we have insulin for diabetics. I, I, I get all the arguments, but I just feel that we're so. I don't know. In today's day, it just seems that there should be an alternate. An alternate. Yeah, I don't think there is, or they do it, because well, who needs the grief from all these animal fanatics? Well, because and it's even easy. Re- even scientists like animals too, researchers. I'm sure. See, I I don't. You, you, what you have to do is you have to get in a human brain, which is completely unlike uh, a computer brain, and and the closest thing to a human brain, are, you know, probably monkeys, right? Well, yeah. and you have to see whether this product works since it's based on you know electrical charges. I, I don't know how you how you figure that out on a computer. 
Yeah, they use a lot of pigs and monkeys because their anatomy is pretty close to ours. It's just, it's so cruel. And I just, and the way that most of these animals, from what I have read, are treated, it's... it's. Well, you're not going to like the next sentence. The animals often survive the experiments, oh. but they're killed afterwards to be examined for research oh, purposes. Oh, come on. See, that that's just not okay. So they kill them and then they open them up and they take a look at what happened inside. And they don't want witnesses. <laughs> they don't want witnesses. I. So John's right. Companies traditionally use animals in their research and it is permitted, but you can't go, at least if this is true, you can't go this fast so you're killing too many. You can't just treat this like it's uh, not a living creature. You know, the creature. thing is, I find all all these uh, feelings people have on animals, I'm not, not including you here, but but the, the, it's just kind of arbitrary. I mean, we kill millions and millions and millions to eat, and it's not a pleasant process, you know, at, at the chicken plant or the, or the beef plant. Deborah says we're going to change that too someday. Yes. So I, I don't know what, why, why is Elon Musk getting all this crap when he's trying to yeah, make paralyzed people walk again. I, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's fifteen hundred animals, but you know that that's about you know five minutes at, at a slaughterhouse. They uh, provided a, an email that a chief executive said he read a news article about Swiss researchers who developed an implant that helped a paralyzed man to walk again. The executive at Neuralink wrote, "We could enable people to use their hands and walk again in daily life." In general, we're not moving fast enough. It's driving me nuts. That's the kind of pressure that the employees said they were under to speed up the experiments, which means you just got to put the next animal, uh, you know, on the on the line there and move to the next experiment. Well, I mean, fails. you don't know whether these people are being competent at these experiments. Musk has told employees to imagine they have a bomb strapped to their heads in an effort to get them to move faster, according to three sources who said they <laughs> heard the comments. Well, he's got to be a lot of fun to work for, huh? <laughs> On one occasion a few years ago, Musk told employees he would trigger a market failure at Neuralink unless they made more progress. I mean, basically, like all their jobs would be gone. They'd at the expense of animals. Who cares about the animals? Just get it done. Yeah, I don't think Elon Musk said much I, about the animals. By the way, I've had an animal story boiling inside me for a couple of days. I cannot believe the cowards in the city of Los Angeles are getting rid of the uh, the pony rides at Griffith Park. Uh, that oh, I thought you were going to so... talk about the dog that pooped in the mall again. No, no, no. The pony rides at Griffith Park have been there for almost 75 years. And the animal rights of wackos have, have driven the guy into uh, closing his business. Okay, I just did uh, an update. Let me see. Where is that to make sure that I... Okay, here we go. The general manager of L.A.'s Parks Department is citing a lack of transparency into the death of four horses at Griffith Park as the reason the city is not renewing uh -huh. the park's long-time pony ride them. attraction. So it's, it's not... It, there's a little something extra here. Well, mm. lack of transparency doesn't mean he murdered them. No. So officials say the pony ride vendor failed to notify the city about the deaths at the time, although he was not legally required to do so well, and provided limited veterinary, veterinary documentation. Well, if he's not legally required, then what's the issue here? I don't know. You can't just, enforce, enforce a, this oh, I know. You can't enforce a law that doesn't exist. No, it's, no what, he, what, the, what the owner says, it's this guy, uh, what's his name? Steve Weeks. 
He said the animal rights activists come and make such a ruckus and they start yelling at the at the kids and the parents. So nobody wants to come anymore. The ponies do look depressed they whenever do. I see those pony rides. Man, their heads all dragging yes, down. Yes, absolutely. I uh, it's forced labor. It's slavery. That was really happy memories uh, with my son. Yeah, for you. You yes. and your little happy white humans. <laughs> What's with you and the white thing? <laughs> What color are you? Did you can I avoid all you can you can afford all the Did, beautiful pony rides. That's and, right. Oh, they're cheap pony rides. Oh, they have them at a lot of these fairs and carnivals that that they're gone though. In my town they used to have one they call it the petting zoo and I think there was a pony ride in there but that's now gone. Because the animal wackos won't let anybody have any fun. They're okay things with the petting zoo do. though, right, Deborah? Yes, I'm okay with the petting zoo as long as the animals are treated okay and people go in and and Treat the animals fine. Uh, you then know, I'm fine with that. But I, I just, I told you, I just don't like when people ride horses. I don't think, you don't like when people ride horses? Yes, I've no, told you that. That's kind of been going on a while. Yeah. I don't ride horses. Yes, I did as a little girl, but I don't anymore because well, well, I feel well, well, bad for the horses. Why? How do you know they're upset? I, I don't know, but I just assume. So you're upset, you're, you feel for, you're upset at I'm something? I'm just saying for me, I, I'm, I'm not telling other people. Maybe they enjoy, it looks like fun running around. Did on... you just hear Ken say those ponies look depressed? They did look depressed. Oh, uh, Ken, yeah, but, but actual horses that Ken, I see. Ken, Ken is a pony psychologist and knows they... that they look depressed. <laughs> I thought we weren't supposed to assume things about people and things these days. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you know, their heads are down and they're kind of dragging around. I've watched them go around in circles. It around looks like and around and around and around. That, that's now, what John's other... talking about, though, I don't know that the horses don't. I don't think the horses mind being ridden. It's just it's bred, bred into them after all these yeah, years. Yeah, the horses need exercise. Now, I don't know. It's just that that's my personal good way to feeling. Travel. I rode a horse in Iceland and he seemed to be happy. He was just sitting there picking at the plants. Every, he was stopping every two feet to eat. He didn't care that I was on his back. I don't think he cared. We have to take a break. Um, John Kent Show. <laughs> Very sensitive. Deborah Mark has news. Quick reminder that the Moist Line will be back day after tomorrow. You can connect with it through the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or call the toll-free number. 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. And a story that just came out tonight, Virginia State Police blame human error for the agency's hiring of Austin Lee Edwards. That's the Virginia cop who killed the grandparents and mother of a 15-year-old Riverside girl that he catfished online. The story yesterday was that uh, back in 2016, he threatened to kill his father and himself and was taken into custody after he cut his hand and emergency medical technicians had to call the police to help restrain him. They transported him to a local hospital. He was detained under an emergency custody order. Later that day, a judge approved the temporary detention order. He was transferred to a local psych facility. Uh, does it explain the nature of the human error? It says human error resulted in an incomplete database query uh, during Edwards' hiring process is, at the Virginia is, State Police. Is that is that an error or is that uh, government worker laziness not bothering to do the job? That's not Could an be. error. That's somebody who just didn't feel like it. They didn't dig deep enough. Right. Right. That that's uh, I I love the euphemism oh, human error. It's not human error. You didn't you didn't do what you were supposed to do. That's not a mistake. But and, uh, uh, the government worker will uh, not be disciplined. And uh, it's hard to pick on all the politicians that John has just loved over the years. But I know one of your personal favorites has been Janice Hahn. <sighs> 
if, declared her like the dumbest. She's she's the she's the human form of the word empty. She is now the chair of the LA County Board of Supervisors. That's an and empty one of the chair. first orders that she's issued is the land acknowledgement. This yes. is another woke, trendy piece of nonsense that's sweeping governments in it LA is. County. We found this was going on in West Hollywood, and the, ironically, the, the, the former mayor and council member there, Lindsay Horvath, is now on the Board of Supervisors they, representing John's area. They, 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 open, they open the meetings now, and they, they say some sort of a prayer to uh, ancient Indian tribes that used to inhabit the land. They do. They acknowledge that this land was once the property of whatever tribes involved. Well, why don't you give it back? Yeah. Well, what you, UCLA is going to let them come so, and use some of the land. This is what I don't understand. I, I, I'm acknowledging that we stole this land. Then give it back. Reparations. Go ahead. Give West Hollywood back. Give the, the uh, L.A. County Supervisors building back. Yeah. That's I mean, what they did with Manhattan Beach with Bruce's Beach. Real. It was a what? park. They're giving this it back to the family. So much of woke stuff is just phony, pretentious virtue signaling. Yes, we're going to stand up at McDonald's. We all know that Indians used to live on this land. We, we, we all know that. That this is not breaking news. We don't. You don't have to raise awareness. We got the awareness. So, give up we, the land. Why don't we have Ray or somebody research if the studios there in Burbank are on? former tribal land and then we can oh, I'm sure it is read an acknowledgement every day you know they they were here for uh, hundreds and hundreds of years I'm Probably sure yeah that. so they all right occupy all lands because there wasn't as that many people but yeah it could the be. history of the world the history of human beings is constant invasions constantly one group taking land from another group and it's awful I I, I I'm but that's the way human beings are and will continue to be forever uh, we got Conway here. Hey now, hey now, hey now. Here we go. Now, yeah. um, Matt Money Smith is coming on with us at 7 o'clock. That'll be cool. Hate crimes in Los Angeles Any County. Any reason for that, or he's just coming on? Uh, yeah, we, we're going to talk about... Um, you just hang out with your buds. That's what no, you do. No, uh, Baker Mayfield with the Rams. Oh, don't uh, get started. Don't get a, started. Is that the savior? Well, I don't know. but it's a the, silly move. Lakers are back and hot again, so, you know, people like sports, I think. I don't know. Lakers are back and hot again? Well, I guess Anthony Davis is uh, really playing like a, like a center now. No, you know? he left sick last night. Did you see that? Yeah, but up until, you know, they've been actually doing a little better. All right. Well, um, and then the Clippers, you know, PG-13, right? Paul George. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is he number 13? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, very good. <laughs> I, just had no, I just had no I like that. that nickname, right? Yeah. We're I never like sure of your sports knowledge beyond horses, so we're sometimes fascinating. <laughs> it's, it's pretty light. Uh, and then, uh, as we discussed last night, we'll get into a little more. Uh, Walmart may be closing some stores because they cannot control the theft. They just no. can't yeah. do it, man. Sad. It's unbelievable. Can you imagine that? You, Everything's you, locked up. I know, but back when, you know, when I was a kid, nothing was locked up. Now you oh, go to get, not. you know, you get shaving cream and it's locked up. Yeah. <laughs> Razor blades. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. incredibly frustrating sometimes. It's horrible. Because they don't have employees to open up those little glass Remember cabinets. they used to just lock up like the watches yep. or something like that? Yeah. You know, and now at, it's like at, everything. At Pavilions, they got so tired of me, they gave me a key to the liquor cabinet. <laughs> da, da, da. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, uh, whoa, there he is. Mark Ronner. Mark Ronner. Ding dong with that guy. Conway is next. Ding dong. KFI. KSD, HD2, Los Angeles, Orange County. Come on. Everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.